I think that in most churches, I think in most organizations, the lid to growth, the lid to influence, the lid to discipleship, the, the lid to so much are the leaders because the leaders do too much and they don't raise up and empower people enough for, for things to exponentially grow to scale. Do you find yourself in a leadership position at home, at work, at church, or maybe even with your friends? Well, even if you don't believe that you were born to lead, I believe that this podcast is for you. So don't see leadership on this podcast and go away. Just hang tight. I promise there is something here for you. Today, we are joined by Ryan Brown. Ryan, um, besides being my husband, he is a leader in this church, and I'm going to let him introduce himself to you, but he has this mentality of do less, lead more, which sounds a lot to me like working smarter, not harder, which I am all about, but it is so much more than that, and I cannot wait to dive into this conversation. Ryan, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Jenny. So for those listening, tell us a little bit about you and your role in the church. Yes, so I'm a husband for 16 years. I'm a father to Evie and Roman, and I am a pastor at Graceland Baptist Church. My official title is ministries pastor. That, that means a lot of different things, but I get to oversee a lot of the ministry that happens, kids, students, adults, recreation, congregational care. The list goes on and on, but I get to be plugged into people's lives. It's really awesome. So you are a leader. I, I would say so. I'd like to think so. But you oversee a lot of leaders. I do. So that's a big part of your job. Now, before we get into this Do Less, Lead More, let's talk about those who might be listening, getting ready to turn this off, thinking they're not a leader. What would you say to those people? I would say that it's most likely that you are a leader. Now, what do I, what do I mean by that? It means that there are different roles in your life. So if you are a parent, then you are a leader to your kids. If you are a husband, then you are a leader to your wife. If you are a friend, many times you are a leader to your friends. At work, um, it's most likely that you give leadership to some people. So I am not a leader in every role that, I, uh, that I'm in. However, in most, um, in most circumstances, people are gonna be leaders in some sort of capacity. So everyone has the capacity to lead. While they might not feel like they were necessarily born to lead, we have different types of leaders. Yes, if you're in relationships, if you have many relationships, most likely you are given opportunities to lead. And so I believe I believe that leaders aren't born, but they're made, and they can learn and grow in their leadership and in their roles. I love that. So let's talk about this concept, do less, lead more. I, I said this in the intro, but I love the thought of working smarter, not harder. But it's more than that. Do less, lead more is more than just working smarter. What does that mean for you? First of all, just the concept, doing less, leading more. And then what does that mean for you in your role here at the church? Well, do less, lead more, it means so much. It's kind of the language that I like to talk about when, when it has to do with empowerment. Let me take you back several years ago. When I first started in ministry, I was a student ministries pastor. And my vision, not my vision, my um, idea of what ministry looked like 
was that a pastor leads and does most things, if not all things. You choose the music, you set up tech, you um, set up the chairs, you do the preaching, you do the hospital visits, the list goes on and on. And you can see where I'm getting here. Um, I, I thought I needed to be the all-star and do everything. Uh, but it wasn't until uh, six months to a year in that I realized that I was exhausting myself. I had limits and I was actually the lid to our student ministry because I was wanting to do everything. Um, I found not only is it practical to do less and lead more, but it's also biblical. You'll find in Ephesians chapter 4 that pastors are actually called to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Now, of course, we're to do ministry, but we're also to raise up and empower people to do ministry. So at its most basic form, I would say do less, lead more means when you're, you're doing less, you're giving opportunities and creating space for others to do more. And when you lead more, you are aligning and rallying people, empowering people for them to grow into spaces in ministry, uh, specifically when we're looking at ministry. Yeah, I love that. And I'm glad you brought up the, um, the biblical reference because I want you to share the analogy um, that might be a little controversial on here because of your thoughts toward Michael Jordan. Um, but I really thought it was so good for people just to hear what that looks like in that in that space because I also want to talk about later what that looks like in the home um, and in the workplace and even as a church goer. Yeah, so um, one of our staff values at Graceland is to do less by leading more. And typically when leading my team staff, uh, I will talk about one of our staff values and then give some insight as to what that looks like and to help them think about being better leaders. So a few weeks ago, I shared an analogy of Michael Jordan versus LeBron James. And so um, there is this debate that LeBron James is a better basketball player than Michael Jordan. And typically it goes something like this. LeBron James has all the stats. In fact, he leads his team in scoring. He leads his team in rebounding. He leads his team in assist. He leads, leads, leads. And I got to thinking about that. And I thought, is it an accurate statement to say that you lead your team in something if you're doing everything for your team? As I look at Michael Jordan now, I know I'm a bit biased. I grew up in the 90s, and so uh, Michael Jordan is my favorite player. But as I look at most stats for Michael Jordan, he led his team, sure, in points. But Dennis Rodman led the team in rebounds. Steve Kerr led the team in three-point shooting. You had Scottie Pippen, who led the team in assists. And the list goes on and on. You see, I believe that great leaders empower people to do the things that they're good at. They release people to do the things that they're good at, and they lift up the entire organization. And I believe ultimately this is why LeBron struggles to win um, in, in the finals and things like that, because he has to do or is doing or maybe not empowering people to do enough. There are statistics to show that LeBron has 70% or accounts for 70% of his team's scoring. I don't see that as leading so much as doing. And I think when you lead, you are allowing people to step into how they are gifted. So leading doesn't equal doing Correct. everything on your own. I love that. I see how that works in your leadership as you lead other leaders in the church. But let's talk about churchgoers, Christ followers who walk into the doors of the church. Um, maybe they are leaders to some capacity, um, leading a small group, leading in an area of um, 
where they volunteer maybe. What does that look like in the church doing less, leading more for those who love the concept um, but aren't quite sure how to um, apply that to their Sunday morning or their Wednesday night or their home group during the week? Yeah, so you mentioned a group leader. Small group leaders, love you small group leaders. You are the backbone of growth in the church. And many small group leaders see their group as something that they own, something that they lead the Bible discussion each week. They lead uh, the care of the group. They, they're the ones sending out the prayer request. They're the ones opening up their home for hospitality. They're the ones checking in on the group members when something happens. And, and that's our natural inclination is to do all those things. But even for a small group leader, um, my philosophy is to identify and equip and empower people to replace you. So for Egg Raceland, one of the, the um, values that we have is we want to be a reproducing church. And that, that goes all the way down to our small groups. So I think an effective small group leader has in mind that they're going to identify someone to train up and to release for ministry and to launch a brand new group out of that group so that that person can step in to leadership. So that sounds really freeing. But knowing a lot of small group leaders and, and having been one myself, it's hard to release those reins. So what if what would you tell someone listening who is already in that position that feels that they're doing everything and maybe even getting a little burned out? What would you say to that person in this mindset of do less, lead more? Well, I think you kind of hit on that word mindset and they would just need to shift their mindset. So they're not, um, they're not, they're, uh, ministry isn't something that's mutually exclusive. So when you empower people and you launch out new groups, when you identify people and allow them to step in, you're creating leadership. And in doing so, you're raising up another disciple maker. And so let's say you have a group of 10 people and you've identified someone and you send them out to launch a group. Maybe you do uh, multiply that group and a couple of people from your group leave. And so now you've got three in this other group and you're down to seven in your group. Most likely your group will continue to grow and then that group will grow. And here's what you're doing. You've created a culture of reproduction. And so that new group is going into that group with the idea that we are also going to identify, equip, and empower people to launch more groups out of this. Um, I know you guys can't see me, but I want you to imagine this with me, listeners. Um, if you were to spread your arms out in a circle and say that this is mine, you know, like everything that's within my arms is, is mine, um, then that, that could be where you lead. Um, a lot of times we hold on to that, but if we were to open up our arms and connect arms with other people, you can see how quickly and how big um, your organization, your ministry, um, the influence you have in your home or at work, you can see how it can multiply and grow because you've opened up your arms. You're actually doing less, but you're achieving more together with other people. Yeah. So you are giving people permission to let go <laughs> of a lot. Yeah. And I, that's okay. I think that in most churches, I think in most organizations, the lid to growth, the lid to influence, the lid to discipleship, the, the lid to so much are the leaders because the leaders do too much and they don't raise up and empower people enough for, for things to exponentially grow, to scale. Yeah. Let's take that concept because I can see 
that relationship between the church and the workplace. So let's just take that concept to the home. What does that look like in a, in a home setting to do less and lead more in your home? So I think it's uh, uh, very much an easy thing to see as you have kids. If you do all of the work, then your kids are not empowered to grow if they're not given opportunity, if they're not given responsibility. Let me use a, a simple example. But if you were to tie your child's shoes for their whole lives, what would that do to your child? Because you're saying to them, I don't believe that you can tie your own shoes. And so because it's my job to tie your shoes, I'm going to do all the work and tie your shoes each and every morning. But what do we do? We empower our kids to tie their own shoes. But so often we don't see that um, when it comes to other things. We don't necessarily empower our kids to make decisions. We don't empower our kids to lead. We don't empower our kids to lead the Bible studies in our homes um, because we, we feel like that we've got to do everything as parents for so long. Now, I realize that this is a funnel that goes out as your kids get older. But if we thought about that and if we did less and led our families more our kids could have a greater influence in their schools, in their uh, relationships, on their ball teams, and, and the list goes on and on. Yeah, and I, as a mom, I know that's hard because not just I feel like I have to do it all, but <laughs> I can get it done a lot quicker if I just do it myself. Yeah, that's a, that's a typical thing that most people struggle with. If you've ever said to yourself, oh, I'm just going to do it if I want to get it done right most likely you need to do less and lead more. There's going to be some heartache. There's going to be some times where people don't live up to what it is that you want them to do, but that's going to make you be a, le a better leader and to empower them, to evaluate them, to help them to grow into spaces that they couldn't grow if you're hovering over them and not giving them opportunities to lead. I think delegate is the word that comes to my mind, but why does that word have such a stigma to it. I think I think it has a stigma because oftentimes we delegate tasks. And so in leadership, a typical thing to do is to dele delegate tasks. And you think, okay, these, this is something I don't want to do. And so I'm going to delegate it to somebody else to do the grunt work. But in actuality, um, what we're talking about here is delegating authority. And so you are opening up your arms and you're giving away leadership. And so when you delegate authority, that's authority. Um, that is creating great leaders. When you delegate tasks, all you're doing is perpetuating followership. So delegate authority, not tasks. What a great way to end this podcast. Whether you are a mom at home and you're trying to figure out how to let loose the reins of some chores around the home, those are tasks. But when you empower your child to become a leader and to take ownership of responsibilities, or you are at church and you are leading a small group to delegate authority to fellow group members you heard it here you have the capacity to lead and you can do that by doing less and leading more well that's all i have for this moment there are many ways you could have spent this time and i'm just honored that it included us i look forward to our next moment together but until then i would love it if you shared this with your friends by word of mouth or on social media and leave an honest review when you rate and review us, it's helpful because it allows us to get connected with other people who might also be interested in this podcast. We air a new moment each Wednesday, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of those. 
And lastly, I love connecting with listeners. I'm really here to serve you. If you have a topic you'd like me to include, a struggle you're having, or question you would like answered, you can send those to gracelandmoments at gmail.com. And until our next moment brings us back together, I hope you leave refreshed and encouraged today.